0: Hello, and welcome to the 93 Talks, a podcast brought to you by the UK's largest network of state-educated university students, the 93% Club Foundation.
1: Did you know that 93% of the UK's population is state-educated? This number is not representative of the university population, and definitely not represented in the corporate world.
0: It's our mission to rectify this, and support those that make it to university. Here on the 93 Talks, we will bring you content with employers, successful professionals, and community ambassadors. This is a podcast for students by
1: students. We are the 90% Club.
0: Serious about social mobility. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the 93 Talks. You're joined by Joshua Best, your co-host for today's episode. And we're joined by the lovely James Wicks, who is a partner from RPC, which is a law firm. And how are you, James? How are you doing today? Very
1: well, thanks, Joshua. Yeah, very well. Uh, how are you?
0: I'm doing dandy. <laughs> you know, life is <laughs> work. work is hard. Um, as a postgraduate, we move. Um, So, yeah, we're very excited to have you on a podcast today, you know, talking about RPC as well as your own journey, which will be very useful for our listeners, especially those who are trying to get into commercial law as a career. My first question to ask you is like, how do you feel RPC as a law firm has encouraged and created an environment for you to succeed in becoming a partner, especially considering your background?
1: Yeah, I mean, just I guess for the listeners, maybe just a very brief overview of my background, probably just to set the scene. Would that be helpful, Joshua? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So um yeah just very briefly. Yeah. Um so I grew up in, in Dagenham in in sort of bordering East London Essex. Um my my dad was a a worker at Ford Motor Company in Dagenham. My mum was a sort of part-time cleaner in in the evenings at a, a local college. Um I was the first uh, person from my immediate family to to go to university. So um yeah it was all all very very new experience for me um and uh you yeah, know sort of muddled my way through really in terms of uh, how I got to to university and and um through uh by by hook or Crook managed to get to uh, study law at Durham University. Um and I think um you know I learned a lot about how more difficult my journey was to Durham compared to a lot of my friends uh who had mm. um perhaps more linear sort of journeys to to university. Um so that's a bit about my, my background and, and I I was very fortunate to get um a training contract uh, offer from RPC, having um being brutally honest, you know, having failed in um for for you know for probably about twelve or thirteen assessment days um over a two year period of yeah. other law firms. So um so that that gives you a bit of background as to the the sort of challenges I faced in getting to my training contract at RPC, but I think to answer your question Joshua you know once i once I joined the firm, once I was there um, the the support um, even as a trainee in terms of developing me um, broadening my mm. uh, my horizons in terms of starting to build my network really quickly. I had partners and associates that were absolutely willing to take me out, meet clients um, take the time and effort to you know to explain to me you know um why they might be changing my work what i could what i could improve on uh it was a very honest um uh and transparent process um and it it there was never really any issues around um uh you know having constructive feedback and and also just being uh uh permitted to go out and 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 carve my own path really uh i think that uh, and i I understand from a lot of friends at other law firms um they had a very different experience to me on their training contract you know if they saw a client it would kind of be down a corridor you know uh with (laughs) whereas for me i just was very blessed that, that, that the team around me and the partners were we we're, were very keen to push me out and get to meet clients. And some of the people I met as a trainee, uh, you know, are now really, uh, really great clients of mine. Uh, and so I, I think that, that that was just to answer your question. It started really as a trainee and progressed from there, that the, the, the kind of approach that we have at RPC to um, developing talent is is really that that it starts from day one. Um, that we, we when we recruit, we're recruiting for future partners. So we we actually recruit against the same skills that we uh, uh, that we benchmark when we're looking at our our um, partner promotions. Um, so really, we're, we're looking for people who uh, have got that kind of growth mindset that are willing to really jump in and take responsibility from day one. Uh, and and ultimately, I, I guess the the key answer to your question really is that I've been allowed to be myself at the firm since day one um you know i i'm i guess i i was very different back in 2007 very different from from a lot of my cohort. yeah yeah it was a long time ago now um but yeah i was i was quite different from a lot of the people at the firm um but they always really encouraged me to to not not try not try to mask you know my unique features and actually to to harness Mm -hmm. and and use them to you know to my advantage really and I never forget one of the very senior partners um in my mid-seat review of my first seat as a trainee pulled me aside and said look James I think I think you know in the office you you're perhaps reserve reserving something maybe holding back a little bit Uh, because he'd probably seen me on Mm -hmm. you know on a night out and maybe seen that I'm a bit you know (laughs) when I maybe let loose a little bit but but he just said to me, "Look, don't worry about. It. Don't don't think you you can't drop your T's or whatever. Which is, you know, what I what I tended to to be quite conscious of, to be honest. In the first first mm-hmm. six months or so, um, you know, I don't speak posh like a lot of the people that were around me. But it was really great to hear that from a senior partner, just to put me at ease, recognise that that you know that I was probably feeling a bit uncomfortable, uh, and you know, trying to." you know, to fit in, in, in inverted commas. Um, and and, mm-hmm. and ever since then, really, I've just taken that on board and, and have tried to, you know, pass that message down. So, you know, in terms of my, um, the way that they've helped me uh, evolve um, to a partner, I couldn't have really asked for more from the firm. Uh, I mean, they they actually took a big punt on me, really. I mean, they made me a partner at five years qualified um, at a time when we we were a full equity partnership. So um, that I think what it really demonstrated was that, you know, the way that we operate is, you know, if you're good enough, age, background really doesn't come into play. If you've got the right um, the right skill set, the personal case and the business case, then you you can thrive at RPC as a partner, uh, and I, and I was lucky. I had a couple of uh, partners that that were made up a few years before me that I could actually relate to. That were in you know I would say mm. quite similar uh, characteristics and background to me. And it's always great to have a role model, isn't it? And um, and hope yeah, 100%. hopefully you know I'm trying to to act as a as that role model for people coming through that are from similar backgrounds to myself.
0: Amazing, so much to unpack. that I think. The key message I got from just you answering that first question is like you were able to be yourself because of the firm, the firm's culture and the firm's environment. You know, to you to just show your individuality from your background. You know, growing up in Dagenham in East London, and just being able to like show your authenticity within like the working environment. And then you know, as you said. If you're good enough to be a partner, you know, with the commercial mindset, the growth mindset, especially at RPC, you know, there's no limit to what you can achieve. And, you know, having those role models or like those mentors in the firm to actually support you definitely helps you as well to be more confident to see like yeah, I can definitely be a partner. As you said, five years PQE is very early to be a partner in a yeah. law firm. you know, RPC size. Um, So just a testament to like the firm's culture to actually like embrace people who have the hunger, who have the grit and have the drive to do well. And I guess you're also sharing that with, you know, the joiners and, you know, the juniors and the trainees that are coming up into the firm as well, which um, is amazing. So thank you for that, James. Um, My next question um, somewhat follows on to like the last bits, the last response you gave. And it's why should members of the ninety percent Club apply to RPC or anybody listening um, who's outside the ninety percent Club, which I don't know who would not be listen to the podcast you are not remember um but why should they apply to rpc specifically and what makes the firm stand out um within the efforts of advancing social mobility
1: yeah look i think um i think from my perspective you know i've been at the firm nearly 15 years now so you know maybe i'm a bit a bit biased but i, I can you know can uh can talk because i i head up the firm's social mobility work stream mm. um so i'm i'm very much at the kind of you know responsible for um, for delivering what the firm wants to achieve from a social mobility perspective so yeah can talk from a fairly in, informed basis and i can assure you because i'm you know from from uh, a similar background that um it it, it really is um as, as equal a playing field when you get a when you get to rpc as you would hope um from 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 a from a background uh, that we're from and um uh, i think that's probably best represented over the last couple of years with with um we've had some brilliant results in the social mobility index so yeah. um last year we were actually I think that in the top um i think we we're 36th um uh, in the social mobility index which is amazing for a firm of our size you know the firms around us are kind of like you know the uk government and uh, pwc and some really huge organizations that are doing tremendous things in this space um And it was just such a great um feeling to that that you know the social mobility foundation recognized that the efforts that we've been putting in over the last you know decade or more uh, to make sure that we are an employer that um is you know we don't just want to be good when when it comes to social mobility we want people to literally feel um that that you know that they've that they are absolutely on a level playing field to everyone. Mm-hmm um we make sure that um we recognize that it's not as this easier said than done um and so you know i think there's there's a lot in place not only to make sure that people can can get into rpc but that they thrive when they get there yeah
0: um
1: you know i'm a i mentor a number of a number of um, of people at rpc um that i've been doing for years um which is very important to me. And I think it's really important for people from our, from our background that they have that sometimes yeah, it's, it's actually not much more than just the reassurance that the, the kind of reassurance that I needed, you know, as I mentioned earlier, as a, as a sort of first mid seat trainee, you know, just someone saying, you know, you you're, you're doing all the right things and don't worry. It's not, you're not being judged if, if you, know, you don't speak like everyone else. Sometimes you just need that, that reassurance from someone who you, who you trust and, uh, and respect, and and I think we've got that type of um, uh, of 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 culture at RPC, and people talk about the culture at RPC a lot, um, and it's I always find it difficult uh, talking about it to people, you know, to potential applicants because. Yeah. I've been there right i've been in your shoes i i i'll be thinking oh everyone says this everyone you <laughs> yeah, know I've of, all of, I've <laughs> of, you know um but actually look i i, I cannot i can honestly say and you know i'd um uh, yeah I'd, I'd really uh urge listeners to, you know to look into the culture RPC. talk to other law firms you know about mm. about the firm as well because what you'll find, I think, is not not many people have a bad word to say about the firm because, yeah, we treat each other. We treat our, our opponents. We treat our clients with, you know, with the type of respect that we all want to be um, treated with ourselves. And, and it's really important. And it's something that we protect quite uh, fiercely. Um, so, you know, when we're bringing in lateral partners, when we're bringing in associates from other firms, Uh, Or or even people that are working in, you know, in the business services departments, Um, you know, if if you are not um, the right fit from a cultural perspective, you know, if you don't show the level of, um, you know, respect for people and uh, and the type of values and and beliefs we have at the firm, doesn't matter if you're an incredible rainmaker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'd rather yeah we'd ra- just rather not have you spoil what what we've spent you know many years trying to build which is you know a, a culture where um we all get along with each other I, I just very briefly just end on this point why why should you apply to RPC? well look I, I was at the partner conference recently we've now got over 100 partners and i can i can honestly tell you and this is so strange um, just based on you know logic but I, there wasn't one partner there that i didn't truly like oh, okay <laughs> now you know just that's just odd isn't it you know amongst 100 yeah. people and you spend so much time with each other you would imagine there'd be someone that you think oh don't put me next to that person <laughs> honestly and it's and it's very strange because I, I i threw this out there to a few other partners and said you know, is this normal because these are people that have been at other law firms and been partners at other law firms and they said it's it's absolutely not normal um you're you know in a, a lot of other firms frankly there's you know there's there's people you get on with people not but mm-hmm. i genuinely think uh, a good reason to apply to rpc i mean other than the fact that you know we're obviously um we're obviously you know doing extremely well in our core areas you know insurance retail media tech you know we've got some great clients um we're we're going from strength to strength all of that leave leave that aside (laughs) just from just in terms of the culture of the firm and a place you want to work you want to work you want to be around people that that you like and and can trust and who are nice, mm-hmm. frankly, because you know you spend most of your life with these people. Realistically, you spend, you know, most of your working weeks for however many years you and I are going to be working, probably till yeah. we're about eighty. Oh,
0: um, that's eighty. I'm trying to retire. No, you
1: know, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it's a long time to spend with people, and yeah. and you know, there are there are other firms you probably earn more money at, um, but do you know what? Like, I think there's a there's an incredible value to be placed on working in, a, in an environment where you can be yourself uh, and especially from people from our background it's incredibly empowering.
0: Yeah 100% agree with everything you just said there in terms of you know the way that RPC does is amazing but you know if you're an applicant trying to apply to different firms you know get to know their culture yeah. you know it's difficult because you might not work there you might not have a vaccine or training contract there but you know speaking to people you know like an associate or trainee or partner can definitely reflect what it'll be like working there, the people that you'll work yeah. with, you know, in the late mornings, the late nights, where you're working on yeah. a deal or a dispute. These are people that you're going to be spending like hours or majority of your life with. So if you can get a feel for the culture, you know, people that um, are from similar backgrounds to you, it definitely just makes them, um, it just makes it a better working experience and a better career going forward, um, as opposed to like just going to a firm just because of the money or because they look prestige rather than actually getting a good cultural fit, which aligns with your values and yeah. your, you know, court force, which I would say is very important um for applicants and listeners who are listening to this, listening to today's episode um so thank you for that James um my next question f- um follows on in terms of like what is it like for trainees who begin their training at the firm so you train at the firm you're now a partner um what was your experience like and what is the experience like for trainees who are currently going through like the training contract yeah
1: yeah, I, I, it, it's a great it's a it's a great training contract. It's well known, you know. We we kind of won awards for the training contract, and and I think the the reason probably is because you, you kind of I think at a firm of our size and and the way that we approach it, um, you, we really want people that are going to be taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so take the you know the cases I work on. Generally speaking, I'll I'll be working on a. Uh, a litigation case with you know a, an associate and a trainee you know that that kind of um lean uh, approach to to cases um is, is our sort of um rule of thumb in in our department what what that means is the trainee is an absolute core part of that case mm. team um you know they're not just dipping in and out doing you know sort of menial tasks they're really they're really having to step up and and take almost it's almost really like a quasi junior associate type mm-hmm. role if you know if you're in the right team um and, and that might not be the same across you know every single department but for most departments because RPC you know predominantly um you'll do you'll do quite a lot of litigation yeah. at, at the firm and it's very much at the, you know at the, at the core of, of of what we what we do we obviously do transactional and uh, and regulatory and advisory work but you as a trainee you're going to get a lot of litigation exposure um and that that's great as a trainee because you know as I say you, you really are a core part of that team you know I as a trainee and this might <laughs> this might not be the same for everyone but just just you asking what my experience was you know I got to go to the US for depositions oh, for mediations God. You know, I would be going going around you know, taking witness statements with a with a, just me and a partner on on cases. I I attended court all the time. Like I did a seat in our media department, which you know it's tier one defamation defence mm. practice. Keith Matheson, um, is you know very well known defamation lawyer acts for you know all of the the major publishers and and um and you know we were there wasn't a day when we weren't just going off down to court and and it generally be you know me and the partner and and you just get exposed to that as a trainee at RPC now that um, maybe there are probably other firms where you get a similar experience but there are a lot of other firms where actually you know being a trainee at those firms is probably more like you know, um, you would just wouldn't have the same exposure than you do as a trainee at, at, at a firm like ours. Um, and, and I think a lot of it comes down to what I said earlier, Joshua, around yeah. You know, when we're recruiting people as trainees at RPC, we're, we're thinking, thinking ahead. we're thinking for the future. You know, uh, thinking ahead. Does this person have the characteristics we look for in our partners? And and so you, you know, you're only really going to truly see how good they are, and if you give them that responsibility. Um, and and not necessarily, you know, you're not thrown in at the deep end and you know see if you, you can sink or swim. You've got a lot of supervision around, as you can imagine. Um, uh, uh, but but you've got that leeway. You've got that ability mm. to try and, um, and and you know give a view. You know your views are listened to on on these. You know uh, rather than just feel like you have to just you know listen. You can actually give a view and have a real um, a real important part of any transaction or, or case litigation case that we're doing so for so that was my experience I just felt that you know when I spoke to friends at other law firms they just couldn't believe the kind of mm,
0: responsibility
1: I a- that I was being given as a trainee compared to their experience and that's still still the case today I mean we've actually um, I think we've um, we, you know we've, we've really honed the training contract over the years and we all get asked every mm. you know every uh, every so often to really feed in our views on how we can improve it um, and so you know I, I think it's still very well regarded um, yeah. and again you know listeners please you know if you get the chance speak to our trainees ask them you know what they think because um, you know I, I was a trainee a long time ago now but um, I obviously supervise trainees on a daily basis so hopefully what I'm saying is is ringing true across the firm.
0: Amazing just to follow up on what you just said um, do you feel like the training contracts at RPC is supported because of like the small training intake at the firm in terms of like the responsibility and exposure that trainees get similar to what you had when you was a trainee
1: yeah I think that really helps Joshua because you know in a even in a big department RPC like I mean take my department at professional financial risks. you know RPC very well known as uh, the lawyer's lawyers you know professional <laughs> negligence is, is very much what we're known for we you know we defend you know very very high profile law firms, accountants, etc. So in that big department of lawyers, you know, we have three trainees. Mm. Um, and I think, um, that really does help that it means that you, you do get that great exposure because, you know, if, if we had 10, um, you know, they might, certain of them might miss out on going to trial, might yeah. miss out on going to mediations. But, you know, you come through our department, it would be very rare for someone not to have that opportunity to go to court, uh, to be involved in mediations or negotiations uh, or, you know, taking witness evidence, going to depositions. You know, most of my work is, is international. It's not it's not UK-based. Um, uh, and so, you know, we do often get that that opportunity as well to work on some quite, you know, high profile cases that are that are outside of these shores. And so, um, yeah, it, it definitely helps having that that smaller intake in, in my experience. Um, and again, having spoken to people at firms where, you know, they're one of 100 or something. Mm,
0: one of 100. I don't know what firms those are, but, you know. For the,
1: well, back in my day, maybe it was it was a bit more, bit more,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Probably firms like. still take hundred trainees, but you know, applicants that research and firms will find those firms. But um, I guess yeah. the key takeaway um, from what James has said is like training at RPC because of the small trainee cohort, the culture of the firm it does help with your development. And I guess when you're so junior, you want to be able to get as much learning as you can on the job, which is actually going to help you as a as a good lawyer. You know, um, whatever practice you want to qualify in, in the future. And I guess, you know, training RPC is a good opportunity like for applicants who are looking to get training contracts um, for this cycle. Um, following on from that question, what are some of the firm's developments towards social mobility and wider diversity and inclusion efforts?
1: Yeah, I think, um, uh, I mean, we've, we've, do you know what, one of the, I think one of the reasons why I, I did Better on my assessment day at RPC than I did on any of the other ones, which was complete failure on my other ones. Actually, in hindsight, we were at the time, I think we were the only firm, certainly the only firm that I had assessment days at where where we had a blind tv okay okay so the person who interviewed me this is back in 2005 right so you will see i still see i still see headlines in the lawyer and stuff saying this law firm has come out and he's doing blind blind tvs now big thing like we were doing it in 2005 um and um but that helped me i think because you know for someone someone from like our background like for me all my best stuff was in that application form. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't have much more to give in terms of my like work experience and examples and stuff. You know, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't able to get as much experience as maybe some people who I was competing against. So, you know, for the assessment days where it wasn't blind, you know, people I'd have, I'd be interviewed and asked questions and, uh, and I, I'd have to give the answers that I put on my application form because I didn't really have as much experience than maybe some some people who are you know in a, in a bit more of a privileged situation. Mm. Um, and so for me, I think that that really helped. So um, you know, to answer your question, we we already were, were doing things quite well, like you know in in the past, which enabled me hopefully to you know got into the firm yeah. but what we've done since then is you know we've added lots more so yeah we we, we took on the, the uh, contextual recruitment from rare um many years ago now which which has been a core part of our application process and uh, we work very closely with um other organizations such as you know 93 percent club uh, uh, aspiring <laughs> solicitors we, we've built a really yeah shout out and um, we've built really close relationships with with various um um uh, social mobility organizations like aspiring solicitors as, as as I mentioned. And that's that's been great because I think what that's done is is it's increased the 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 levels of applications we're getting mm. from from people from uh from from socially mobile and, and, and diverse backgrounds, which uh, has definitely helped um um, you know, in terms of getting more people uh you know aware of 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 r p c and 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 you know a better range of applications, which has been great um we' we'll, We've also done some things on the the assessment day that that really you know I was been a big advocate for, which was just to try and again level the playing field because I always felt that I was disadvantaged going into these assessment days because I didn't really know what to expect, no one coached me, no one gave me much insight into it, 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 i just winged it really <laughs> um and and so you know but but many most of those questions you know if you were well prepped if you were well coached you could really you could provide some real knockout answers <laughs> uh, whereas for me i was doing it on the fly mm. now um but what we've what we've introduced is is sort of situational judgment yeah uh, scenarios now the great thing about that from my perspective and, and was the reason why i was very Vocal about this, and I know our our people team were, were also very um, very keen on this. Is because it doesn't matter who you are, what your background. If you're given a scenario, how are you going to deal with this? That is a leveler, yeah, right? Absolutely. That is just using your 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 you know common sense, your business acumen, um, and it doesn't matter where you're from. That is that is real, right? right? That is you in a situation. How are you going to react? How are you going to deal with that? And I like that because it, you can't prepare for that that's just purely um that's getting a real insight into how you think whereas you know if I asked you you know give me a time when you've been a leader it's rehearsed, <laughs> it's rehearsed and you're gonna you're definitely gonna give a better an answer answer than I would have um if you've been prepped and coached so you know there's stuff like that that we're doing that that really is just trying to just trying to level that level that playing field so we you know we just want the Best people without any kind of um, you know advantage, uh, and and it, it, to, to to come through the assessment days and and to apply uh, and to uh, and to thrive when they get into the firm. Uh, we're doing we do lots more outside of the firm. You know, it's not just about graduate recruitment. We you know I as you, I may have mentioned to you uh, previously, Joshua. You know I set up a a mentoring careers guidance program in Dagnum, uh when I was a trainee, and and we've been supporting that, and it's grown um over the last 15 years um so we you know every year we have 25 rpc people mentoring a student from dagnum um and they get you know workshops uh, they come to the office we go to them uh to their schools uh, and and they apply for that so it's that's a process in itself so mm-hmm. you know the, the um so we do and we do we've rolled the same same sort of model out in bristol we've got a very big bristol office as well um, which has been really successful and in fact, um, at the Social Mobility Awards a few weeks ago, uh, Ash Daniels from our Bristol office won Mentor of the Year, uh, yeah. which is incredible. Again, I mean, some of the people he was up against were just phenomenal people from you know from big accountancy firms, big banks, and and big industry. And and it, again, it was amazing that that, that you know these these uh, places are recognising the work we're doing because I, I don't know about you, Joshua, but you know having someone who's you know, who 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 understands where you come from, um, and is just there to try, give you that little guidance, little little push in the right direction to say, you if you're interested in this, you might want to think about that. Yeah. Honestly, it would have been incredible for me as a as a young kind of, you know, kid from Dagnum, <laughs> if someone had come along and said, look, you know, I've done this, I'm from your area, um, you know, you you can do this. Mm-hmm. that would have made me that would have made me feel seven foot tall, <laughs> and and you don't need much. You don't. You, we're not spoon feeding these students. Yeah. We're we're really just giving them uh, the the fairly sort of simple guidance that an assurance often, um, and in the workshops we're giving them some skills and and and, and the main focus is on confidence. Mm. It is is them believing in their abilities because honestly most of these people who I I mentor. And we've got much better predicted grades than I had, um, and uh, I, I can tell they're much academically better than I was. and And they hear that, and they see that, uh, and and it gives them that confidence. Yeah, I does. can imagine. Um, See, so, look, we're doing lots. We're doing lots to try and address the balance, and, and 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 the other thing we're trying to do is work with other law firms, okay? Um, because we we do recognise there's only so much a firm like us can do. What we want to do is make an impact across the whole profession. Yeah, uh, and so we are we are doing that. There are some firms out there. Uh, I won't name check everyone, but honestly, <laughs> we don't you know? Uh, it's not just <laughs> RPC. There's some. There's you know. There's firms that are really trying to coordinate their efforts because realistically if we all coordinated our efforts and resources mm. we could make a huge difference across the country yeah um and i think in the past because we've all worked in our own little silos what you've found is there's so many cold spots out there that just don't get the outreach that, that is needed and that's something we're really working on at the firm and do you know what this kind of um environment we're in this virtual environment is making that so much more possible yes um yeah. uh, that we can we can reach more people um, so you know one of the things we're doing which you, you, you listeners would be really keen to check out is we're doing like a virtual work experience um uh, that, that's going to be i think it's online now you can check it out um where you can actually experience virtually uh, and anyone can go online and, and, and access this um what it's like to be at rpc you know and and the great thing about that is you know if you're a if you're a student like me from dagnum who has got no idea what being a lawyer in a law commercial law firms like, well, you know, here's a good way of just getting some insight. Uh, and we're not, I think there's other firms doing similar things. Mm. Um, and all, all these things combined will hopefully make the profession, you know, better from a social mobility perspective because yeah. it does need to improve.
0: Yeah, 100% increase, You know, improve access, you know, improve reach to the profession from through multiple avenues, through multiple initiatives, does meet the profession that much more you know representative of like today's society and today's like makeup demographically um and it just us yeah. to hear like the stuff that you've done like as a trainee with the mentoring program. in programming like how it's actually been taken on board as actual initiative throughout the whole firm and it has also like touched bristol with the other offices so that's great to hear um so i guess like as a trainee potentially RPC, you have the opportunities you have like the remit to like develop something to help you know people from outside the firm and, you know, hopefully those initiatives can actually be incorporated in the firm, you know, once it actually has legs to run on, um, which I think is amazing from your perspective, James. Um, following yeah. on from that question, um, from your own experiences, so you mentioned earlier that like, you you did 13 assessment centres, you got rejected from them. So hopefully that will, mm-hmm. this question will probably tie in like what you could have done better. Um, but the question mm-hmm. is, what contributed to your success in obtaining a, a training contract with RPC? And what would you advise listeners who are trying to secure vacation schemes and training contracts to do to better their chances?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean it's a really good question because you know at the time I obviously felt I felt very hard done by you know his <laughs> firms. Let's
0: see the assessment sentence. I'll be as well. I'll be upset. <laughs> like, no, definitely wrong. It's not me. It's the firm.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's how you feel, right? Um, but no, I think you know, looking back, um, I think there was. I was definitely ner- you know way too nervous mm. way too way too insecure in in my own like abilities mm. just I just you know because I had no reason to, to to know that I was as good as these other candidates I just assumed that I wasn't okay um and I don't know why that is but but you know I, I just um uh the, definitely the nerves there the, there's an element of kind of insecurity about it um what did I do differently? I think with RPC, I think the blind CV thing really helped because going into that interview, knowing that made me feel like everyone else was going in there. Just it was a me. blank canvas. Yeah. Just a you know, that they don't, you know, obviously they can listen to my, my accent and whatever. But actually, I just, I don't know, I just felt a bit more confident because of that um and that definitely made a difference and also there was a there was a real wide range of activities that you had to do on that assessment day at RPC which is still you know the case today and 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 I felt like you know across all of those different areas and disciplines that I would that I would do well in those in those things and um uh and and thankfully that that turned out to be the case so I think confidence but it's so difficult to just have confidence without having a reason to to be confident and that's why that's why I want to talk to people like you know on these forums because because hopefully you know lis- listening to more people that have come from our backgrounds um, should give you some more confidence because I didn't have that I literally I, I had none of that I I didn't know any lawyers um, but the first lawyers I met were in these interviews and assessment days right so in my mind you know I could look out my bedroom in Dagnum, I could see Canary Wolf and just I just assumed that they were a completely different type of people to me. Mm. Um, but actually, the more people you meet at like law fairs and you listen to these types of things, hopefully, you realise that you know what most most people out there are just are just you know normal people uh, from really really you know different backgrounds and people who have been really successful in law. Um, you know, some of them are you know from from more privileged backgrounds, but a lot of them are also from our our backgrounds as well. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, I I look back and I think what could I have done differently could have maybe just believed in myself a bit more because you know I pe- I was lucky I had people around me my my parents um you know siblings friends they believed in me yeah um and uh you know so I think that that is so important because you know when I'm I do these interviews now uh, and I've done for many years and uh it really does make a difference that confidence because it, it, it just helps you flow it helps you get your best answers out yeah, you know definitely. now at the times i came out of those bloody assessment days <laughs> thinking i wish i'd have said i wish i'd have said this you know why did i say that yeah And it was because i was nervous and you you know when you're nervous you don't when you're not confident you don't have that 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 kind of um thought process where you can say where you just sit there for three seconds and think yeah you know confident people just do have that oh yeah that's a good question let me let me ponder it. Whereas you know but when you're nervous you just you just you, you talk <laughs> you probably talk a load of rubbish yeah um so that, for me the big tip would be if i was you know advising me back back then would be look just relax you know you're as good as these other candidates that you know you, if you if you're not successful keep going i mean i, I was very resilient yeah so there was nothing you know i, was, I, I, I carried on <laughs> um yeah had to be um and you know i have that i have that ability now when when firms try and approach me to say well hang on i wasn't good enough for you 15 years ago um so i'm you know i haven't changed uh i've had that conversation with a couple of people and it's it's quite sweet Mm. um but um yeah anyway look to answer your question i think believing yourself is is so important because if you don't it really does come across and it, it it hampers your performance
0: yeah I definitely agree from my share of doing ACs assessment centres in the past you know those moments of feeling so antsy that anxiety you know just being so fidgety with like your speech patterns yeah. being able to like articulate yourself clearly and you know if you get to an assessment centre just know you're good enough to get a VAK scheme or training culture, because like to need, uh, exactly. to get through the application process for most firms, it is difficult, it is very, very committee, exactly. and it's very competitive. So just know when you get to that stage, you know you're, they just, they just want to see you on paper, not on paper, they want to see you in person, like, can I see yeah. this person working at the firm? How would they be, like, interacting yeah. with a client or with actual partners? So just be confident, as James said, and, you know, just believe in yourself. Um, Doesn't matter what background you're from, whether or not, you know, you might have the best um, network of people who are actually in the law industry you know once you're there and interview, that's you to show your stuff that's you to show like your you know your substance what you can actually bring to the table which I think makes all the yeah. difference um that level of confidence um but also James what do you think like in terms of what separates candidates who get a TC and candidates who don't from interview that interviews that you've done, um, yeah. what would you say makes a difference in terms of like their substance or their content of their answers or like their drive or their understanding of what RPC does or like other law firms does in particular?
1: Yeah, I mean look, I, I just talk from my own personal perspective, right? When I interview people, I like the, the, the thing that the thing that really um, that makes a difference to me is 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 you can really tell. I think people who are really passionate about about a career in law, mm-hmm. uh, and people who are just doing it because they don't know what else to do.
0: Okay,
1: um, uh, because there are a lot of people like that. <laughs> um, trust me. Um, but look, the people for me, I I want I want people listening here, right, to to just remember this: that you know, your work experience that you've done. Um, you know the research you've done don't don't underestimate whatever whatever job you've done mm. is lo- for me it's about what did you learn what did you get out of it yeah. and why is it relevant to why you want to be a lawyer yeah. you know uh, and and that you know honestly i've i've heard people who have done the most amazing work experiences but they've not i can tell they've not really learned anything okay you know uh and 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 they've just been really lucky to have had that experience but have not really got anything out of it yet you know, I can talk to someone else that have done a job that they might in their mind think, should I even mention this? Mm. But actually, when they talk to me about the skills they've learned, what they've got out of it, why why it makes them confident that they're going to be a good lawyer, because they've dealt with that situation, they've they've learned how to do, you know, how to work in that type of team environment or lead that kind of group of people. Right. Um really the key is for me is is what have you what have you taken out of all of these experiences? And you need to demonstrate to me that you're absolutely committed to this career because we want people not only that are just gonna be like, you know, decent lawyers, we want people that are gonna, you know, gonna be future partners. So yeah. You've got to have some you and, and to get there really realistically, right? Let's face it. People who are really successful in, in, in business, in in sport, in life, are people who are passionate about what they're doing.
0: Yep, hundred right? percent.
1: let's face it you know i'd be very i mean there might be some really lucky people out there that bloody hate what they do and they're very successful um you know and i I don't you don't meet many of them um and and so you know if if you're if you're sitting across you know the interview room to me and you don't give me that sense that this is what you really desperately want Mm. you really want this career you want that opportunity to impress and to and to and to really take take that uh, and run with it then you know I, i'm i'm that's going to impact my own mindset you give me the best answers mm. you want but the the absolute basic is you've got to convince me that that you're motivated and and really um and really know why you want to be a lawyer a, a a lawyer because honestly the people that know it the people that are that are hungry um, they're the ones that are gonna really thrive, and it's not. That, you know, it doesn't mean they're gonna work harder than everyone, but honestly, they're gonna. They're gonna really. Um, they They're not gonna let any opportunity go. Yeah, you know, they're gonna take those opportunities when they come.
0: Yeah, hundred percent agree. I guess that's for every career. Like you need to as a student, like, as a graduate, as an applicant, mm. during university, whatever stage you're at in regards like academics, you just need to know like, is this career for me? And you need to be able to like say, why is it for me? Because I guarantee yeah. you, James would be in the interview like, oh, why do you want to be a lawyer? I could say, yeah, because I think it's amazing. Why is it amazing? <laughs> and it's like, you need yeah. to be able to like show that yeah. you thought about this career and you know, you actually want to do it for the long term because as James said, they want future partners. Um, every firm, to be fair, wants future partners Um, within yeah. their firm. So it's like, you'll be able to just show that this is the career that you actually want to do for the long term and not just something you want to do for two years or for one year and then leave because let's be honest firms make a tremendous investment into their trainees from law school to the under job training yeah. as a trainee so you know try to be like confident in your own like rationale like why you want to be a lawyer whether that's you sitting down for like an hour to actually like think about outside the box or writing it down like what my reasons are it will definitely make a difference when it comes to like an interview um, for any firm um, that you interview at and Following from that. What does a commercial, what does a Korean commercial law actually consist of? And for those who are listening who haven't considered a Korean commercial law, why should they consider it? Even if they haven't studied law, yeah.
1: Yeah. So just just watch Suits, right? That will tell you everything.
0: <laughs> 2000 season nine. I've yet to finish it, Well, yeah. that is a good
1: start. No, I wish, I wish it was like that every day. But no, it's um, look, it it's it's I I I think it's um it's a really challenging and, and, and rewarding career. So you are going to find yourself outside your comfort zone on a regular mm. basis. Um, that's, not for, that's not for everyone. Um, but frankly, you know, if, again, if you've got that passion and you like being challenged, then it's absolutely for you. But I think importantly as well, if you need to like being around people. You need to like being in a team yep. environment. I know it sounds like sort of really basic and cheesy, but honestly, if you're not a team player, you get found out very quickly in a law firm. You might as well go to you know, go to look at a career where you're kind of a sole, sole practitioner type mm. thing because, um, you know, you're in you're in a, a a team environment. Whether it's your, you know, your your immediate team on a case or a transaction, whether it's your wider team, whether it's your client, you know, ultimately it's it's really about working together and. And so, if you're, you know, if you like that that kind of um, camaraderie and uh, and that sort of team effort, then it's really it's really rewarding because ultimately what we're doing is trying to is trying to help our clients, uh, you know, um, achieve their aims and targets, right? Whether that's through helping them through a transaction, helping them defend a claim, Mm -hmm. Um, we're ultimately to drive their businesses forward, uh, and and part of our Part of our job is really to to make our clients look good and and, and perform well, um, and you and you really need you you do need it's and again you you hear this all the time commercial awareness you need to have a real passion. For, yeah, it's a buzzword, but you know, I I I I only really appreciate it when I started as a trainee. Really, that you really do need to. We, if you, the best people, the best partners, and they they know their clients mm. sometimes almost better than they know themselves. You know, they know their business inside out. They know the context of the advice they're yeah. giving, which is all absolutely crucial. And and so you you need an interest in business because if you're if you're not, um, you know, it's very difficult to give you know really good commercial advice. Yeah. So you know, I guess a message I would just get out there to listeners is you know you you hear about all this commercial awareness jargon but honestly um you know really really demonstrate that you've got an interest in yeah. business and whether that's through work experience whether it's through your reading and research it's important because we know we know commercial lawyers the best lawyers are the ones who get their clients business they get what they're trying to achieve yeah. they get you know the, the the challenges that they face and and when you when your clients see that that you take an interest in their business that you get the challenges that, that the the stuff that's on their desk that's keeping them up at mm. night they're, they're going to come back they're going to come back to you rather than maybe a brilliant lawyer over there but they just don't get yes. it you know um and that's that's really important so yeah commercial being a commercial lawyer is more than just learning law you know i'm, I'm fortunate i'm in a department where we do actually do quite a bit of law <laughs> uh, but you'll be surprised there's a lot of there's a lot department's of departments and, and practice areas where law really isn't isn't a big feature yep. Uh, you know, you're you're almost more like a business advisor uh, in certain areas of of practice. Mm. Um, in, in my area, you know, uh, insurance litigation and, and defending, you know, financial institutions and professionals. That there is a lot of law involved. There's a lot of negligence, tort, contract, um, stuff that we all learn at, at law school uh, or uni. And um, and so that you do need to know your law. That's the yep. basics. Uh, but then, really, what sets everyone apart is 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 that commercial side of things and you know uh, yeah rpc is a firm where we take a lot of pride in in the sectors we work in we we are immersed in Mm. you know so the the main sectors we we really approach are insurance retail media tech financial disputes and regulatory you know those are areas that that every lawyer at the firm are immersed Mm. in um and and it it, that's why we punch above our weights while we act for you know great clients like facebook and Mm. google and you know, all the big insurance and reinsurance companies because they know that we get their sector and we care about their sector, we lobby for their sector. Um uh and, and and that's what being a commercial lawyer is, really, is is really working in tandem with your clients uh and trying to achieve their business dreams and uh and obviously along the way achieve our yep. own
0: which is making money. <laughs> I'm joking. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's I think it's key you said that you know, commercial law, wow, the law is there you know, it's more being a business advisor in some practices, but, you know, that only comes when you're so well-versed, when you're up to date of, like, what's happening in a sector, in the industry, and, you know, that comes back to, like, commercial awareness. But obviously, so many students know, I've heard the buzzword but I don't know how to do it. Mm. But I guess from my you know for my own journey it's just like you just being interested in news you know whether that's a particular business or particular sector that you find interesting being able to track and being able to follow over a long period of time like what's been happening with like markets within financial institutions if that's something that you're interested in follow that for a long time and then hopefully that should help you to understand what's happening globally as well because so many sectors interact with each other and I guess that's what sets you apart when you going to interview any they ask you, oh, what you've been tracking um within markets or like in the actual news and like tell me why it's interesting to you and i think that makes all the difference especially as a corporate lawyer commercial lawyer sorry um so yeah yeah, big yeah and, and
1: and another thing a lot of law firms do like like we do as well is, is is when when people get their training contract um we often give them the chance to go and you know if, if they've got um time on their hands you know in between law school and stuff give them a chance to go into one of our clients on mm. secondment um Before they that's start, amazing. so I mean that's incredible. I mean people have done it. Just you know they hit the ground running on their training contract because they get, you know they've, they've you know they've got some mistakes out of the system <laughs> or whatever, and they learn about the companies, they learn about the the sector, and and there's nothing better than being immersed in that yeah. client. Uh, I've done a few a few secondments comments over the years, and honestly, you learn a huge amount when you're that's learning.
0: interesting. So if you were to get a training contract from RPC, you're doing law school, you could have an mm-hmm. opportunity to do a secondment at one of. Okay, listeners, yeah. listen, because that's, I mean, that's interesting. Like, not many firms will give, like, um their future trainees, like, opportunity to do, like, an uh, internship or also comment like, their actual clients, because that just gives yeah. you a whole different perspective even before you even started a, a seat within the firm. Yeah. Which I think makes it completely different.
1: Honestly, I mean, and people that have done it, uh, you know, they start almost, it's almost like they're, they're in their second or third seat, you know, they've, they've really, um they've really learned a lot out there. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that, James. Um, and my final question for you to wrap up this podcast episode, which has been amazing, just letting you know, um, is if you could start your entire career journey again, what would you do differently and why?
1: Um, um, well, I think I I, look, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in that. Um, well, firstly, I I probably would have focused a bit more on football when I (laughs) was a (laughs) youngster. Uh, but uh aside from that aside from that no um look i think uh i I, i've been truly blessed i I don't think personally my uh time at rpc could have gone any better Mm. um realistically so if the question is what could i've done differently at rpc I, i really don't think they could have done anything different you know i've had a brilliant trajectory through through the various different levels of the firm i'm now you know fortunate enough to even i'm still relatively young compared to the partnership i'm you know they've put me on the strategic committee um you know i have a real kind of voice at the firm um and i'm really lucky that i work for a firm like that so it's hard to say what i've done differently at rpc in that respect if we're looking back you know and put me in the context of of the listeners that are really looking to get training contracts i could do a lot differently there mm-hmm. you know i would definitely reach out especially now with the technology that's LinkedIn. around and the brilliant organizations i would just really spend as much time understanding those law firms that i'm, that I'm going to be applying to make sure i'm applying to ones that reflect my mm-hmm. values and uh, and and what i'm trying to to what i'm trying to achieve and 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 you can do that now you can you know you can really learn about um what firms are about yeah uh whereas in the past you just had a brochure <laughs> right and it, and everyone said the it same was the thing it's really it so difficult good. yeah you know yeah it was just a law fair that was the only way you could actually get to meet people but hopefully you know listen to these podcasts and and speak to as many people as you can that that's what i would do you know if i was putting myself back now i'd have tried and done that no. more i would have maybe searched out more law fairs and and actually really got under the skin because i think that's one of the reasons why i probably did wasn't successful at some of those firms is that maybe i just didn't i didn't do enough uh research into them and i, I wasn't able to really convince those people on the other side of the desk that i had done i had done as much as i could have to to understand their firm and there's so much more information out there now that you've got everything at your kind of keyboard, really, mm. to, to find a lot of this information out. So I would definitely, um, uh, you know, take advantage of that information if I was gonna go back again. Um, but, you know, like I said, very fortunate that I landed at RPC. People sometimes say to me, why, why did you apply to, why did you uh, take take a training contract at RPC? I always say, it's the only firm that offered <laughs> me a job. You didn't um, even but, um, but actually, it was just you know a stroke of luck really, and um you know i would i would encourage i would encourage my you know um anyone who i knew to to apply to r p c it's a it's a it's a great firm and um um and uh hopefully hopefully you know my story will uh convince you that you know that there is um there is a real uh passion for social mobility at the firm and making sure that we get a real diverse range of people coming into our building and thriving yep
0: hundred percent agree james from the time i've been speaking to you it's been clear like what rpc stands for and like what you stand for and like how that can just help other people and i guess to take to follow what you just said you know researching the firm understanding like if the firm's right for you you know everything's in front of you linkedin is a good resource to use to like follow firms careers fair they might be virtual but to be honest it makes it so much easier to just like go to one firm speak to somebody and go to another firm speak to somebody yeah. and you know it just gives you that much more access to you know the actual process than let's say james had it when he was applying for tcs yeah. and VAT schemes back in his day um so i guess just use the terms that we're in right now to like use it to your advantage and i guess that will just make it more easier for you to get that that vacation scheme or tc that you're looking for um but yeah james it's been amazing having you on the podcast Time has flown by. Thanks, um, I just want to say thank yeah. you to you and also to RPC for helping with this podcast episode. And as always, thank you to the Ninety Percent Club, Ninety Percent Foundation for allowing us to do this. I think this will be my final episode. So yeah, I'm finished on this um series. But yeah, it's been amazing having you, James. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely evening and thank you all to our listeners for listening to today's episode.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joshua.